on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield IMG College, Aggie Basketball has been brought to you by Guild Mortgage, Own What Matters, Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business, The Logo Shop, We Logo Stuff, also by Icon, empowering a more active, balanced lifestyle. Welcome to Aggie Postgame. Here's Scott Gerard. Final in this one, 57-51. Utah State holds on somehow and gets the W. Utah State now will be the two seed in the tournament where they will take the, on the winner of the UNLV Air Force game, which, um, I mean, let's be honest, it's probably going to be UNLV. Um, Colorado State falls to the three seed. Well, they'll get the winner of this same Fresno State team and New Mexico. Um, and so I don't think Utah State wants any part of Fresno State again. Uh, but the Aggies go to the two, and again, we'll take on either UNLV, who the Aggies lost to earlier in the year, um, and then Air Force, which they, uh, they beat uh, fairly handily uh, in two games in Colorado Springs. What a game. I mean, I, I don't know how else to get around this one. This is one that uh, may not be pretty, but it, uh, it, it, it's, it's a W. And like, uh, like they say, when you play golf, there's that little box where you put your score. And um, it's uh, one of those moments where you just look at it and say, you know what, there's not room for the whole story. It just comes out as a W, and you take it. And uh, you end up just being happy that you got the win. Aggie shot 40% from the field, including 53% in the second half. Five of eight from three. Aggies actually ended up shooting well from three. Six of 15 from the game, but five of eight. Uh, no bigger threes down the stretch than um, a big one from Marco Anthony, Alfonso Anderson, and then the Raleigh Wooster three that put the lead from two to five. Ended up being the, the huge difference in this game. Um, you've got three players in double figures for Utah State, and two of them were double-doubles. Justin Bean with 13 points and 12 rebounds, Cato with 13 points and 11 rebounds, and Alfonso Anderson with 11 points and four rebounds. Uh, Raleigh Wooster close. He had nine points and four rebounds, dished out a couple of assists. And then Marco Anthony, his only points of the game uh, were that big three down the stretch. Uh, he hit that one. He was one of four from the field, one of three from three, had a rebound, also four assists in this game. Uh, Steven Ashworth with six points, Bearstow with two, and uh, Shulgut and Dorius uh, both in the game, but without scoring points in this game. Uh, Hill ended up with 16 points for Fresno State, 12 from Robinson, uh, Ballard with eight, Holland with five, although he had a big three and then uh, missed a late three. Uh, Harding with two, Campbell with three, Gray with three, and Mia with two. And uh, a fun game tonight here in Fresno, and it's only fun because it's over and Utah State won. Uh, tell you what, if you're an Aggie fan sweating through this one, uh, you knew that if you lost this game, your NCAA tournament bids were pretty much flushed down the toilet outside of a Mountain West Conference title. Uh, now you have a little bit of a cushion, and if Utah State can pick up a couple wins in the conference tournament, uh, according to a couple people uh, that uh, feel pretty good about things, that Utah State may have a chance to uh, get themselves in as an at-large. But, hey. Utah State, two-time defending champs in the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Why not make a three in a row? We'll continue on with your post-game show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Aggies get it done tonight. Remember, Discount Tire with locations in Logan, Providence, and Smithfield. Discount Tire offers services such as oil changes, emissions, alignments, car maintenance, and more. More information is available at webtires.net. You're listening to Aggie Basketball from Learfield IMG College. 
15 seconds on the shot clock. Hill with the ball on the left wing to Robinson. Kata pokes it away. Kata with the ball, will attack, and throw down the two-handed stuffer. Kata with the steal, Kata with the drive, and Kata with the dunk. Aggies down one. Kata gets the, has the double team. Hands it to Anthony, three seconds, two seconds. Anderson for three, yes! Alfonso Anderson buries the three. Aggies up two, 50-48. Fonz with the shot, biggest shot of the game so far. 123 left to go. Raleigh Wooster would add another three to that, and Utah State would push the lead to five, and then hold on and get the W. Remember, Utah State down by as many as 12 in the second half, only scored 17 points overall in the second half. Um, we're down 27 to 10 at the break. Then um, got on, you know went on an 8-0 run to start the second half, and then it just kind of went back and forth a little bit. Uh, Utah State, for a good chunk of the game, couldn't get over the top and get the lead. Finally were able to do so, and then Fresno would come back, and it was a back-and-forth affair, but Utah State, with a late 6-0 uh, run, were able to take a two-point, or excuse me, a one-point deficit and push it to a five-point lead, a lead that they would not relinquish, and that brings us to our final, 57-51 tonight. That's your Aggie scoring summary brought to you by your Utah pork producers. Your Utah pork producers committed to farming responsibly and ethically. Visit utahporkproducers.org under We Care. Um, as you go down the stats tonight, Utah State shooting 40%. Fresno State just 35%. Aggies 40% from three. Uh, Fresno State just 32%. Aggies 6 of 15 from three. Fresno 7 of 22. Uh, one, this isn't much of a game if Utah State makes their free throws. They're 9 of 16 from the free throw line, and frankly, you could make it a little bit worse, too, considering that Utah State, I believe, missed three front ends of one and one. So not only do you miss those three points, but you miss the potential three points that would have come on the back end of those free throw line, uh, th uh, the, from the free throw line. Uh, let's see, turnovers. Both teams turned it over 12 times tonight. Points off of turnovers is going to be an interesting number. Utah State got 20 points off of those turnovers. Fresno State just 13, so big difference there. Finally, the Aggies able to pull away and out-rebound Fresno State, 38-32. to uh, Defensive rebounds, 27-24. Aggies finally get uh, the edge on the offensive rebounds, 11-8. And those second-chance points, Aggies with 12 second-chance points to Fresno's five. Aggies get eight points off the bench, 10 from Fresno. Uh, points in the paint, Utah State, 18-14. to uh, Aggies with five block shots, and I need to see how many uh, they listed Kata with on block shots. Four tonight. So in his two games against Fresno, he ends up with nine blocked shots. Uh, he was plus nine out on the court tonight. Justin Bean was plus 11, if you look at those plus-minus numbers. And uh, it, this team's going to need a couple days off. They, they, they certainly earned it after that tough game. Well, not tough game, but uh, a more of a hard-fought game than I think a lot of us would have thought against Wyoming. And then the game tonight, It's uh, this is a team that's going to need a little R&R &R over the next couple days, and we'll ask Coach about uh, essentially what his, uh, his schedule is going to look like for his team. All right, take another break, come back. We continue on. Utah State gets it done. Final in this one, 57-51, and you heard it right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. You know, there's the old line, March basketball is, is not for the faint of heart, and uh, that was the case tonight. It just wasn't uh, – it was one of those nights where it just didn't appear like it was going to be Utah State's night. And remember, this is a Fresno State that beat Boise State uh, came from behind to knock off the Broncos uh, just uh, uh, earlier in the week on Monday. 
Uh, and then they were sitting and waiting. They played the spoiler to Boise State season, and now they're doing the same uh, to you. Tried to do the same to Utah State, and frankly, it felt like they were well on their way to getting it done, leading by 12 in the first half, and then 10 in the second half, or 10 at the break. Uh, but Utah State with that quick 8-0 run right out of the gate to start the second half, and then it was back and forth. But the Aggies outscore Fresno State by 16 in the second frame, and uh, just really an impressive moment in this game. I think there's a couple big moments that I think we can kind of look back on and say this is why this happened or this is why this could have happened. I think uh, Mia fouling out uh, where Fresno State was able to go with the two bigs and I think that caused some issues uh, for Utah State but he was aggressive and I told you I I mentioned this early in the game he's just kind of a uh, just kind of a force of nature. He plays so aggressively and out of control that it's really sometimes hard to kind of figure out how to play against this, against a style like this. If you're a poker player, you know, the guy that comes in and he's all in on every single pot, and you're just like, I, I, I don't know how to deal with this guy. And, and he kind of brings that same kind of out-of-control energy to a game, and I think Utah State took a while to adjust to it. And, uh, but that same kind of attitude is going to rack up a lot of fouls, and, and uh, he fouled out with about 14 minutes left to go in the, uh, in the game. So that certainly helped out Utah State from a rebounding standpoint. And then uh, just overall defensively, holding Fresno State to just 24 points in the second half and, uh, and holding Fresno State to 35% from the field. They did go 4 of 12 from 3 uh, in the second half, but when Utah State needed to get stops and needed to get scores, there's an offensive possession that might be the offensive possession of the season. And, uh, you know, and in fact, I need to pull up the play-by-play on this so we can – give it the, uh, you know, kind of break it down the way that it deserves to be broken down. But, I mean, there was a moment there where Utah State was needed to get some offensive rebounds and needed to get some points. And with uh, there was a stretch, Utah State's down 48-47. Um, and, and Utah State, let's see here, going down here, uh, missed three-point shot by Wooster, offensive rebound by Kata. Missed jumper by Kata, offensive rebound by Utah State. Missed jumper by Wooster, offensive rebound by Marco Anthony. Uh, Utah State calls the 30-second timeout. And then with uh, just one second left on the shot clock, Alfonso Anderson uh, hits the three-point shot. It puts Utah State up by two. And then the Aggies get a stop on the other end, a turnover by Isaiah Hill. Justin Bean flicks it over to Wooster. Wooster comes down, hits the three. And uh, boom, just like that, Utah State goes from being down one to being up two, and uh, Utah State ends up getting the W in this one. Again, final score in this one, 57-51, to and the Aggies uh, get the impressive lead that they need. They get the win that they desperately needed, and uh, off they go into the Mountain West Conference coming up on Thursday when they square off. And uh, they square off against the winner of the UNLV Air Force. Trying to dial down the voice a little bit. I got to save the voice for Air Force too, because uh, or for uh, Vegas, because we got ourselves a big game, some big games coming up. So coming up to the podium, Alfonso Anderson after a hard-fought, crazy victory. Give you that headset, and we got we got a game to break down here, my friend, because that was crazy. Yeah, it was. All right, so Utah State gets it done, final in this one, 57 to 51. Alfonso Anderson kind enough to join us and. Uh, Look, I'm just up here 10 feet away from the court, up on uh, looks like the penalty box up here, and I feel like I ran a marathon in this game. I, I can't imagine what it was like for you guys because that was uh, that was as physical and crazy and nasty of a game as I've seen all year. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I mean, they came out ready to rock. They were, yeah. they, You could tell they, ha- they were trying to make a statement, being a more physical team, and, you know, we kind of we shied away uh, early on. Um, 
but you know we we, we all just stayed together and uh, that was the biggest thing we talked about we got to be physical we got to match their physicality and I feel like later on we, we started doing that uh, shots weren't falling but you know we um, we just kept going and then I mean it ended up working out the uh, the double team on Nimi seemed to kind of get you guys out of your offense a little bit um, how did you try to adjust to that because they it, they were just playing such a grinding style that it was leading to late shots, late in shot clocks and, and things like that. How were you guys were able to adjust as the game went on? Uh, you know, um, I mean, really, I, I credit I credit our, the, the team staying together. Um, me personally, I know Marco has talked to me all night. Just let it fly, let it fly. Yeah. I mean, we shoot we shoot every day, and uh, we we both make shots. But um, early early on, they were double teaming Nimi, and we weren't stepping up to the plate and making shots. Um, but you know, we, we stayed together. We we knew we knew we knew we were gonna make some shots. We scored like ten points in fifteen minutes or something. It yeah. was like, like <laughs> the lid the lid was on the basket. But we knew we knew we just had to stay together. How do you try to keep your cool when when the shots aren't falling? You look up, it's like eight minutes left, and you got ten points on the board. How hard is it not to get frustrated during that time? Uh, you know, it, it is frustrating. But um, one thing that really helped us is our defense. You know. You score ten points in in ten minutes. That that game can get ugly really fast. Yeah. But you know we really buckled down on defense, and it was twenty one to nine. So yeah. we were down. We were, we only had nine points, but we really played defense and held them to a. To, uh, it made it hard for them to score as well. So um, that's really what kept us in the game. So it's a family broadcast. So keep it PG. But what yeah. was the conversation like at halftime? Oh, it, it actually was all positive. You know. Yeah. Um, like, like I said, we, we were defending well. Coach noticed we were defending well. We just had to step up to the plate and make some shots. And like I said, it was just just really staying together, trusting each other. Uh, we were pitching each other. We were pitching it out. We passed up a few open looks. But, um, you know, we just step up to the plate and knock those down. There was a moment, and I, I don't remember when it happened, but you could tell Nimi was a little frustrated with the double team. Yeah. Ball goes out of bounds. And one of the – like the whole COVID thing sucks. Yeah. And not playing in front of fans sucks. But – from my perspective, I'm going to be a little selfish here. Yeah. I can hear a lot of the conversations you guys are having down on the court. Yeah. And you went over to Nimi and says, you got this. Keep yeah. it going. Keep it going. Yeah. Do you like that role on the team of being the guy that, you know, keeps guys in their right mindset? Um, you know, I uh, I mean, I, I just I, – I'm a, I'm a pretty vocal guy. Yeah. Um, so, any way I can help out uh, – I know I know I can talk and do all that. But any way I can help out to help us win the game, I'm, I'm all for it, whether that's making a shot or – whether that's cheering on the bench or whether that's that's talking to the guys, keeping them keeping them ready. Um, Nimi 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 was locked in. He was just getting frustrated. We were missing him on some post touches, but like I said, we did a good job uh, staying together. Like yeah. and communicating was was a big part of that. Uh, and and you got big stops on the other end. I yeah, mean, defensively, sure. when it's a one one possession game and it's going back and forth, and I, and I said all you know. The points are going to come. They got to get yeah. stops, and you guys got those stops. Yeah. What were you able to do defensively down the stretch? Um, we just really locked in. Uh, you know, they like some at the end of the shot clock. You know, uh, dudes hitting bank shots on well defended shots. You got to tip your hat to them. They they made some big plays. But um, like I, we, our team defense, we were able to we were able to dominate the rebounds. Um, uh, uh, I mean, active hands closing out. Pretty, did a pretty good job. I think there's going to be, if we go back and we look at the season, we talk about one of the biggest offensive possessions of the season. Uh, I think you're going to look at where, uh, so Kata hits a uh, jumper. You're mm-hmm. down by one, 48-47. Um, you go down, and let's see here. Uh, Ash, let's see, missed three by Wooster, offensive rebound by Kata. Missed jumper by Kata, offensive rebound. Mm-hmm. Missed shot by Wooster, offensive rebound. Uh, by Marco. Then coach calls the – there's 10 seconds on the shot clock. He calls the timeout. Yeah. 
and you end up hitting the three at the buzzer. Talk, talk <laughs> us through how crazy of a moment that was. You know, um, our effort was there, like you said, offensive rebound after offensive rebound. That's, they're, they're a big team, big physical team. So it's tough. They're tough on the glass. So for us to really get in there and, and keep that ball alive, because like you said, that was a big possession. It, yeah. When you're down a stretch, every possession counts. And um, we called that timeout, drew up a play. It kind of broke down. And Marco was able to find me. He was talking to me all game. He's like, you're going to yep. hit one. You're going to yep. hit one. And he ended up pitching it to me, and I was able to knock it down. You know when it leaves your hand if it's oh, going down. Yeah, for sure. Really? For sure. Very rarely are you surprised, huh? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I, that <coughs> one came out. It, it knows, and he he closed out. Yeah, tough. I, thought, I, I was afraid you were gonna get blocked. Yeah, yeah. I, I when I when I when I rose up, I kind of lost sight of the rim. But you know, it's it's just reps. You know, yeah, um, muscle memory. Yeah, huh? just lock in and was able to knock that down. Very very exciting. Excited to go back to Vegas. Oh yeah, for sure. I bet we I got bet, something man. to prove coming in. I love it, man. Congratulations. No doubt. Appreciate Heck it. Heck of a W tonight. Thank you. Thank Final you. in this one, fifty-seven, fifty-one. Take a break. Come back. You'll hear from Craig Smith straight ahead. Aggies get the win right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. 57-51, Utah State, a six-point lead and a six-point victory. Aggies, what a game tonight, man. It was uh, hard fought. It was physical. It was everything that you'd expect March basketball to be, and the Aggies find a way to get it done. Again, 57-51. And, Coach, we've done a few of these, <laughs> and there's been some crazy games, but that one might be a, a top five in, as far as, like, I have no voice left. I feel like I was playing because I feel dead tired. I can't imagine what you guys were dealing with out there. Well, we're so happy that we found a way to win when there was not a – I've never seen so many bank shots. I know, in right? My, in literally at any high school game, AU game, my daughter's fifth grade game, I, it was just incredible. And, and um, you know, not a lot went right for us. Uh, we were talking in the, in the huddle or in the uh, – uh, in this arena, it's kind of a longer walk to get to your locker room. There's big, wide-open hallways, and we're all standing there. And, and Austin Hansen had the scout, and I thought did a really good job. Uh, but Eric Peterson goes, uh, he goes, do you guys all just feel exhausted right now? Because you're just, and you're just tent, like you're just, you're, you're just tight. Like your body is just like, and it was just one of those things. And, you know, um, I just give our guys a lot of credit for finding a way. You know, sometimes when your offense is as awful as it was at times for us, um, you lose your will a little bit to guard. Yeah. And our guys, I thought, really guarded well all night long. You know, and we, we ended up holding them to, what, 34.6% um, for the game. And honestly, guys, I mean, they banked in at least two. And I'm not even counting. They, I think they had two runners in the paint that they banked, banked in that looked like they – might have tried to bank those in, but I think Robinson banked in two shots, including the three at the end when we were up five. Yeah. And when that left his hand, I had a perfect view. I'm like, there's no – in my mind, I was like, well, that's way off. And all of a sudden, I don't know what it is playing Fresno, Yeah. but last year Newell Williams banks in the three from like 25 feet to force overtime, you know, at the buzzer, and it's just like – uh, but then Steven threw one, a bank in yeah. for good measure. We yeah. had to at least get one of them. Well, that's back. what I was saying. Finally, this is evening up a little bit, but it was <laughs> like six to one. Oh, uh, it was it was crazy. So honestly, I think they had like eleven points on bank shots. But you know, like I told the guys, I needed to help them more in the offensive end in the first half. We didn't run a whole lot of sets to try to get them kind of under control and get us better looks. We were a little bit all over the map when we did get a look. Uh, we just weren't clean with it. I thought we played a little soft, to be honest, in the first half. They were very, very physical. 
And, you know, there was a stretch, I think, under the four-minute media timeout where we had missed, uh, I forget the number of shots, but we only had one offensive rebound. Yeah. And, and we had eight points in the first 12 and a half minutes. And obviously no assists because you can't make a shot. Uh, but I give our guys credit. That second half, you know, at halftime we had three offensive boards. We get eight offensive rebounds. Bean uh, obviously was the, the main guy in that respect. Nimi had a couple in there as well. Um, you know, we, we, we finally get the lead to go up one. And Justin, I think, on an offensive rebound got fouled. Or maybe it was on a defensive board. He was on the floor down there and 10 rolled into him. He misses the front end. Then we get another stop. And Raleigh gets fouled. He misses the front end. And it's just... We just couldn't get out of our own way yeah. for a stretch there. But credit Fresno. They have been playing well. They just won at Boise on the road. And just so happy we were able to find a way to win. We made a lot of plays down the stretch. You know, when this season and, you know, however this season concludes and wherever it concludes, I think you're going to look back as one of the best offensive possessions you had of the season was you get a steal from Ashworth. Wooster misses a three. Kata gets the rebound. Kata misses a jumper. Uh, you get the offensive rebound. Uh, Wooster misses a jumper. Marco gets the offensive rebound. You call timeout with 10 seconds left on the shot clock, and then Fonz buries the three at the end. I mean, four offensive rebounds leads to three. You go from one to down two. And then I'll take it a step further. You get the uh, turnover here, and and you got bead line on his back. You don't have the possession arrow with 20 seconds left. I'm thinking a guy's going to fall on him and tie it up, and he's able to flip yeah. it over, and Wooster comes down and hits the three. Yeah, that was, a, that was a, obviously a monster segment for us there. You know, it's, it's always a fine line as a coach when I like us in transition. We've been playing very well in transition lately. Tonight, though, we kind of got in our own way. A um, couple big, you know, when we kind of seized the lead, I think Steven traveled. Um, uh, then we had a bad post feed. Uh, Fonz kind of ran, bulldozed over that guy in transition. But that segment that you're talking about, the, when you started it, it didn't sound very good. Yeah, I know. Until you said, you know, Bean with the offense. I think you said Bean with the offense rebound. Marco with the offense rebound. And we did. We called a timeout just to try to get something good. And to have Nimi, you know, he got the catch probably a little close to the – too far to the baseline and not a little bit, you know, higher up. Uh, but for him to have the wherewithal to hit Marco on the baseline drift, and then for Marco to have the wherewithal to go one more yeah. to Fonz. And, you know, a lot of times in that kind of situation with the time and score um, and obviously the shot clock where it is, it's easy not to have poise and just try to make something, on a, try to do something that's just not there. And I'm really proud of Marco and Nimi for making that play. And then obviously Fonz. I mean, just stepped into that shot confident. And when it left his hand, it looked really good. And just so happy. I got goosebumps right now thinking about it. And then you're right on that next play where it's just a collision and a melee on the floor. And that's one of the things we showed our guys is, you know, we take a lot of pride in being that team, but so do they. Yeah. And and they're always going to play hard and play physical. And for Bean to find a way to get that 50-50 ball and then not only get it but have the wherewithal – to be able to put enough steam on the ball to get it to, I think it was Marco, and then we're out in transition, and Marco obviously hits uh, Raleigh. And for Raleigh to do that, because I think he just missed one, if I remember yeah. right, yep. uh, the, you know, in the prior three minutes, a clean look and a three. So, um, And then we were able to make our free throw. Well, for the most part, Nimi made those two. Yeah. And, um, so, anyway, winning on the road. Winning is always hard. It's always hard. And it's really hard to win on the road and to be able to do it in spite of ourselves in some respects. Yeah. 
Um, but we, we, we won the game because of what we've always done, and that's defend, rebound, and make tough guy plays, and then just – you know, you want to do a little bit more than that on the offensive end. And we haven't been shooting our free throws well until tonight where we go 9 for 16 and, you know, miss the two front ends. So um, so hopefully I think this will be a good win for us uh, going into the tournament, you know, finding a way to win a close game like that. And uh, we'll enjoy a day off tomorrow and get ready for, um, I think it's Air Force or UNLV yeah. from what I understand. Air Force and UNLV, you go in as the two seed uh, with the win tonight, and that two seed's treated you pretty well the last couple of years. It's been a good spot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say too much. but There you, know, you go. I'm sorry. My no, bad. no, you're good. <laughs> but obviously tying for the regular season title two years ago at Nevada, and we lost the tie breaks to be the two seed. And then last year, of course, San Diego State kind of ran away with it, and, and we got that two seed. So uh, our guys are excited. It's March. You know, like we told the guys at the end of shoot-around um, today, um, you know, a lot of teams are done right now. Yeah. I mean, they're done playing. And um, with uh, with their conference a year ago tonight, Sam made the last second shot. Uh, but a lot of teams are, are done because they've started their conference tournaments. How about yesterday, Northern Iowa, who, of course, was our third game of the year. Um, they have a positive test. And and by the conference guide, my understanding just through Twitter, by the conference guidelines, they should have played. But by the city of St. Louis or their county, they were had the forfeit. And so we're so fortunate to be playing. We can't wait for that tournament. It's one of the best events. It's one of the best conference tournaments in the country. Uh, uh, and obviously it'll be different this year without the pageantry and yeah. without the fans. But like we've said all year, we want to play games. Um, uh, we were steadfast with that this week. We wanted to play games. We, I just think that's how it how it is. And um, and. Uh, I think it's a wide-open tournament going into uh, this week. One thing I wanted to touch on before I let you go is, and, and I just love this as part of who your team is, and I've noticed it all year. But, but in that first half, you know, I looked over and 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 you could tell maybe there was a little bit of body language and guys were kind of down. And then that second half, your bench was on fire, and because I mean, this is such a big place. I it mean, is. and there's nobody in here, and you have to generate. And those guys, that bench, that bench group was great in the second half. You know, it was interesting, Scotty. You know, I'm always paying attention to our guys, and I felt like we had a good week of practice. I mean, obviously, we only had the one day in between. I thought our, our, we had really good practices going into um, the Wyoming game. I thought our guys were really sharp yesterday mentally. Obviously, we didn't do a whole lot live. Obviously, just with that. The, the game and then the traveling here. But our guys were really crisp and sharp. I thought we had great energy today in the film room and in walkthrough. And um, and Logan Ogden, our strength coach, is always out here stretching, and he's like, Coach, that was one of the best we've had all year. And then we came out, and, like, I didn't think we were lazy. I mean, the way we guarded, we yeah. certainly weren't lazy. But I don't know if we felt like – like, they were – it was it was very physical. Um they threw a couple things at us defensively that they hadn't in the past. And and then it was almost like we were a little tentative. You know, it, it kind of like that first half of Wyoming. I thought we were tentative for a different reason. But um, but we were able to kind of self-correct. And obviously to start the second half on that 11-2 to run. But you're right, the, the, the feeling that, that, ben, uh, that our bench had. And we've had great leadership. And this team is a really tight team, Scotty. I, I don't ever mean to overstate that. But we do have a really tight group. And, um, you know, between, I think, what we said at halftime and just being matter of fact, and I think what the guys said before the coaches got in there 
um, really mattered, and our energy carried us through tonight when a lot of not when not a lot of things were going obviously the right way. But thank you for the compliment. You know, life's too short, man, and 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 we get to coach college basketball, and these guys get to play, and so you better enjoy it because it you only get it for such a short yeah. window of your life. Yep. Congratulations. All right, brother. Thanks, Scotty. There you go. Aggies get it done. 57-51, your final in this one. Utah State will play the winner of UNLV and Air Force. That game coming up Thursday night, uh, 7 o'clock Mountain, 6 o'clock Pacific. Uh, And you heard it all right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Go Aggies.